What's up, everyone? Welcome to Beyond the Sweat, the show where I sit down with ambitious individuals who are not only sweaty, but incredibly insightful and share a love for embracing challenge, moving with purpose, and constantly striving for growth. By holding these conversations, my goal is to introduce you to the strongest people I know in and out of the fitness industry and showcase who they are beyond their hard work and perseverance to better help you shine through your own sweaty endeavors. I'm your host, Megan Clare, and with that, let's get to it. Hey friends, happy Thursday. I'm going to throw you another bi-weekly curveball. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to keep you on your toes here. <laughs> this week is scheduled to be another week for another quick water break episode. However, instead, I come bearing another fun, inspirational-filled episode with, sadly, an unfortunate caveat. This week's guest is a very special friend and mentor of mine. She's someone who has helped me become the instructor at Mind Body Project that I am and continue to grow into today. She's one of the two founding instructors of Mind Body Project, and she truly created something extraordinary, which you'll hear a lot more about in the coming episode. Unfortunately, though, whether you may or may not have heard, last week it was announced that Mind Body Project will be closing the doors to its studio location on February 28th, 2023, as a result of a new acquisition of the brand rights, assets, and trademarks. It's hard to put words into this news as it has become a home for me, a community that I've begun to grow and such a unique niche concept that I truly believe has the potential to break barriers within the group fitness industry. Honestly, it's hard to watch something that you had a part in growing fall down. It's hard to process and move forward amid sudden change and Change just sucks sometimes, (laughs) especially when you have no control in it and you're emotionally attached to the thing that's changing. It's not easy to move on from something that you truly believed in. Um, But what I've learned over the past week of processing this news is that despite the negative perception of what's going on, there is something beautiful on the other side of this perspective. There are things within this situation that I can control. I know I can control my mindset at the very least, how I approach this month, moving forward while also making sure to take glances within the rearview mirror, holding gratitude for where I am now and how far I've come because of the studio. I have a month left of teaching at Mind Body Project, and I have control over how I spend this time. Am I going to remain saddened about the change? Of course. But I have this time to savor each and every moment spent with clients, with my fellow instructors, with the rest of the Mind Body Project crew. We are truly a special group. And as I chat about savoring the time that remains with the studio, I honestly encourage you to do so too. You'll hear lots more about our dear friend Kendra, who helped create the class structure in just a moment. But while I have you and your time and your attention, if you're based in New York City, please give the studio some love. It is a beautiful space. The vibes are immaculate. The people affiliated with the studio are truly remarkable. You're going to enjoy it. I will promise you. You have until February 28th to book a class at My Body Project. And I'll speak for everyone at the studio here. We would absolutely love to celebrate this final month together with you. I'll leave the link to book a class in the show notes below. If you have any further questions about the studio, the class, what we offer, please, please, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Text me, DM me. I'm here for you and always would love to chat. I'm sorry to start off this episode with a damper. So enough of me. With that, let's get on to the episode. Let's talk with Kendra. I really, really, really hope you enjoy it. Take care, guys. I fully believe has superwoman in her family lineage. Um, She's a seasoned vet in the New York City fitness community, the head of programming and founding instructor at Mind Body Project. She teaches meditation, hit cardio, strength training, and yoga over there. So definitely check that out. Um, While additionally leading yoga practices on Y7 Online, the Neo U app, and the Well in NYC. 
She is a certified personal trainer and also a retreat leader with Soul Seed Retreats. Just to name the first handful of things she does, I probably left something out there. <laughs> Not only is this woman a bona fide go-getter, but she's also extremely kind, humble, and the most inspiring mentor that someone could ask for. I met her at the beginning of my teaching journey, and to say that I've grown from her mentorship and leadership would be quite the understatement. She is an electric human, and I can't wait to share her energy with you all. Please welcome my friend, Kendra Thomas. Hey, Kendra. Hi. <laughs> What's up? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, just a mellow start to the day, and I get to talk to you, so that's good. Hey. It's like a little FaceTime chit-chat. Well, just like any sweaty session on the show, we always start out with a warm-up. So, Kendra, go ahead, tell the people who you are, where you're from, and what is it that you do? So, she, you already gave them a little bit of a background, but um, my name is Kendra. <laughs> I, um, I am a teacher of many things, of yoga, meditation, HIT. Uh, I work in personal training as well. Um, where am I from? This is the question question of the century. Uh, people ask me, and I always like clam up. I'm like, I don't know the answer. Um, I I consider myself to be L.A. New York. I consider New York more home, but mm-hmm. I wasn't born in either place. It's just where most of my life um, formative years on was spent. So mm-hmm. well, I don't know. I, let's say I'm a woman of the world. <laughs> I, I love that. So cheesy, but uh, she's a woman of the world. With so much experience, with also a ton of recognized brands. Um, But Kendra, I know MindBody Project is a relatively new venture for you. So tell us a little bit more about MindBody Project and its unique concept within the bubble of group fitness. MindBody Project is like this amazing unicorn. Um, Like, if you have never heard about it, it's the at least to my knowledge, the first uh, fitness studio, boutique fitness studio, to combine meditation and hit. So the idea being, the idea being that, you know, we want to address not only people's physical health, but also their mental well-being. And prior to Mind Body Project, um, this is something that I sought out. And even though I wasn't really teaching hit or in that field prior to Mind Body Project, it immediately resonated with me and I was like oh yeah I think everybody and their mother needs this Mm -hmm. um so you know the concept is is pretty straightforward we get you in there we calm you down we get you focused meditating um whatever that means for you on any given day then we kick your ass Mm -hmm. and we teach you about the breath throughout and help you learn how to manage stress as we move through a stressful workout Mm-hmm. And then we, um, using the breath, and then we send you on your way, merry way after a nice little meditation. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Does, that, does that, that cover your bases? It does cover our bases. Um, so you've been teaching here for about two years now, or coming up on two years, right? We've been open coming up on two years, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, they brought me on board about this time in 2020. Um, I was connected through somebody who knew about me as a yoga and meditation teacher. So they Mm -hmm. brought me on. I was introduced to the owner around about January of 2020 Mm -hmm. because we were supposed to open May of 2020. Yeah. Um, That didn't (laughs) How fun. Uh, (laughs) Good times. (laughs) Right. Good times. But uh, so they brought me on then and, you know, with the prep, with the idea of being able to contribute and the ways that I knew how best and Mm. then we started when we could we started training I think it was like August Mm -hmm. Um, we start of 2020 we started training and trying to get the class structure in place and all of that so but we have been open since May of 2021 great so it's been yeah it's almost I can't why can't I do math it has almost been about two years years. yeah Yeah, almost two years You know I talk a lot, so you have to cut me off if I keep going. I am never going to cut you off, Kendra. You say too many good things. Oh, <laughs> um, but since it has almost been two years, how much of an impact do you see breathwork and meditation having on your students in and out of the studio? I mean, that's a fantastic question. Um, I've had people reach out to me, um, you know, in various ways, email on Instagram, in person, just mm-hmm. like connecting and just saying like, oh my God, this is the most 
incredible thing. Like I knew like I wanted the physical workout, but I didn't realize how much I needed the meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, people telling me that our workouts because of the juxtaposition of the mental and the physical have mm-hmm. helped them through like some of their most difficult times in their lives. Like mm-hmm. because of when we opened, um, May of 2021, we were just a year out of the start of just a little over a year out of the start of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, people really needed that escape, that release. And so the number of people that reached out, they're like, you have no idea what this has done for me mm-hmm. coming out of the year we had, coming out of this situation in my life. And it's it's interesting to me because I think like we only offer total 10 minutes of meditation, five minutes at the beginning, five minutes at the end. Mm-hmm. But people don't in our society, people don't give themselves one minute. Right. And if you only have five minutes, even if you only manage to actually stay present for like 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. that's more than people are giving themselves on a daily basis. So I think meditation, not just in the fitness world, in life, like if we can move beyond it being like this kitschy, like, oh, you should meditate. It's good for you. Like just fucking take a five second break, a 10 second break, a 30 second break. Don't even think about it as meditating. Think about Mm -hmm. it as like just breathing and being present with yourself anyway I dig I'm like going going off on a tangent but like I I think it's huge in the fitness world I think it's going to continue to be huge in like normal everyday life yeah because it is so necessary and important right Um, and I think you're right about the idea of just being able to take 30 seconds I mean we also do it in the middle of class and it's not for that long like people just need to like catch their breath and realize like oh hey I'm here doing this right now it's so easy to just like be scatterbrained constantly because hey we live in New York City but people do a million and one things all the time and they don't feel the need or that they even have the time to fit in one minute even if it's like if it's titled meditation that's like sometimes too much pressure for them or like for me I think at the end of last year I read this book and I really wanted to try out this meditation method that was 20 minutes long and you were supposed to do it at the top of every morning and at least for me I loved it I loved how I felt at the end of every time I did it but I think I woke up 20 minutes early to do it like five times before being like I know I'm gonna hit snooze (laughs) sometimes setting that big of a goal for yourself is too much so it's like having that nice little taste of it makes a difference I mean and here's the thing not just in New York City but like we don't even people don't even realize how overstimulated they are like yeah I'm home on a day off and I'm got my laptop up I've got six tabs open I've got something on my television making noise or on my google speaker mm-hmm. and I'm also simultaneously glancing at we're all so plugged in all times of the day yeah and I think like that's kind of what Chris Stockel the founder was um feeling like he was getting that physical release and this is he's described it many times before but he wasn't and he was also meditating separately and getting that but he wasn't he didn't have the time. He didn't yeah. have the space. To your point of like 20 minutes in the morning, people don't have an hour and a half to do a workout and a 30-minute meditation. Like they just right. don't. Yeah. And if you start with a big chunk, it's never going to happen, right? Like Mm-mm. if you start with five <laughs> minutes and it feels a little more uh, attainable, then it, it, you feel those results even with that little bit of time and then you can become more consistent and stick to it and you know, I just think Mind Body Project is is pretty fucking genius in that they've taken 50 minutes, which most people can carve out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they've taken 50 minutes and they've really put so much, we've really put mm-hmm. uh, so much into the class. Like, yeah. we're giving you a lot of those things in this short period of time, hopefully to set you up or help you finish off your day strong. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. Or And it's manageable because people will be able to sign up for a class on their own. That's something that's at least a little bit easier than like either going to the gym by yourself or scheduling time to meditate by yourself. It's all ingrained in there. So it's just handed to you on a silver platter, which is, yeah, it is yeah. genius. 
<laughs> I mean, you go to your fitness, like, so you go to book your, like, your, your day. Yeah. And you see that there is a 12 p.m. hit class that is mm-hmm. 50 minutes or a 12 p.m. meditation, which is 30 minutes. What are you going to do? The one that you feel like you get the most out of. You want to mm-hmm. get the most bang for your buck. But if you see one that puts everything together, then you don't have to choose. Exactly. I love that. Chris is smart. You guys are all smart for starting this. (laughs) But you've been able to see this brand grow literally from the ground up. So what would you say sticks out as the biggest learning curve for you in regards to growing the studio? I mean, I touched on it before. I've always been an athlete. I've done HIT. I've done all of those things. But I've Mm -hmm. never thought about teaching HIT. Mm -hmm. I've never thought about teaching people how to pick weights up and put them down and Mm -hmm. you know it just never occurred to me and then this opportunity fell into my lap um so I'd say one of the biggest points of growth would be myself Mm. I had like serious imposter syndrome at the beginning of it and I you know like I'm not even kidding like I knew how to I knew the meditation thing I know the body I know anatomy yeah but I had to work really really hard Mm -hmm. um to feel like I was good enough, that mm-hmm. I was stepping into the room and giving people quality. Mm-hmm. And I think it just is kind of, it's my, it's how I operate in the world. Like I believe in stepping outside of your comfort zone. I believe mm-hmm. in challenging yourself. Like I could teach yoga with my fucking eyes closed, right? Like, yeah. And have an idea of what people might need adjustments on. Like, and mm-hmm. I don't think I could walk around the room with my eyes closed and adjust, but anyway, I don't guess. <laughs> so this was a scary, scary opportunity. It was mm-hmm. a scary thing to try, but I think, I believe in like doing what scares you yeah. and being, making yourself a little uncomfortable because that's where growth comes mm-hmm. from. Yeah. And like I, I spent months where like, I don't know, like the amount of preparation I put into things, the amount of hours, the research I would do, like I'd think everything through. And so I think hugely a lot of it is my growth because now I'm yeah. super confident. I have a whole new skill set, um, mm-hmm. well, a wealth of knowledge in, in so many other areas that I didn't before. But also like our studio has grown in that we've really built a community. Mm-hmm. You know, like the people, there are people who've been with us since day one. And mm-hmm. although we've continued to build the community, like what I think has set us apart is that hasn't changed is the commitment to fostering that level of community. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's um, special. We've grown in the sense that when we first started, there were no weights. It was just body weight and TRX, but we all wanted to stretch our limits a little bit mm-hmm. and of course I was like oh fuck I gotta learn how to do this now like <laughs> slinging around dumbbells yeah I mean like literally but I, I think that as a team we realized we needed to create a, a bigger um leap for mm-hmm. lack of better like you know without the weights with the body weight the TRX it was a fun ca- challenging cardio hit class and yeah. But we really wanted to give people the full spectrum. And I think that was the nut. I mean, we did, we have, from opening, from like before opening when forming the class Mm -hmm. till now, Chris, Carlos, and I like really spent hours just constantly tweaking and adjusting the formula, the format, the way the class flows from beginning Mm -hmm. to end deciding whether we're going to incorporate weights what that's going to look like is it kettlebells is it dumbbells like we had hours of conversations about Mm -hmm. it and really it was such a beautiful collaborative process and I think that all of the time and effort that we took all of the shifts that we made however big or however little have all worked to make this this space mind body project this class like a truly unique experience yeah Sorry, I talk so much. No, it was... Stop apologizing. (laughs) (laughs) It all makes so much sense, and it's a part of your story. I mean, like, I teach there now, and I remember being introduced to just the template, and the fact that it is an open... It's open for us to design our own programs based on, you know, certain criteria of the class, but 
even that, when I was first starting, was like, oh my gosh, there's so much to think about. What do I do? What class or what moves do I pick? I can't imagine starting from literally point blank, having a blank slate and thinking, okay, how do we make this such a functional class and such a seamless class, which you have been able to do. It's incredible. And it makes my life easy because I just follow along with the, the little formula that you guys made and it's genius. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It, it took a lot of work. I like, believe it. <laughs> I love, like, I, but I mean, I say that like, I'm really proud of what we've done and it's, you know, I've been a part of, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this later, but I've been a part of a lot of studios from a very early stage, but never on this level. So there's mm-hmm. like a different level of, I think a different level of attachment I yeah. think because of how much personal growth I've done and how much mm-hmm. I've put into the growth of the company. Yeah. I'm with the opportunity to do that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's the owner's concept baby, but I was given the opportunity to help so much. So I don't know. Right. Cheesy. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, if you've never been to Kendra's class before, she's talked about growth, but this woman will have you in a deep meditative state in one minute. And then the next she'll be blasting, like, I don't know, Megan, the stallion and tossing F-bombs here and there, kicking your ass. You seriously get it all with her. <laughs> but Kendra, um, I want to touch more on, yeah, your free, your free spirited style of teaching. Where did you grow this level of authenticity that you playfully showcase in front of your students? Mm. Okay. <laughs> so, I, you know, I did my yoga teacher training what feels like a century ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something to the credit of my teachers in my teacher training um, that I was, you know, really reminded of is to be authentic, right? If you, we walk into classes, whether it's, I'm not going to like name obviously in these studios <laughs> but you know you walk into a high intensity fitness class and sometimes they've got the announcer voice and, blah, 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 and you don't feel like it's a human right no. and some and then you walk into a yoga class and it's like all of a sudden I am going to speak to you like this and it's ah oh, inhales and like and I was a performer originally um for years and mm-hmm. I don't know how good of a performer, that's subjective, but when I did my teacher training, they were like, be authentic. When you get on Mm -hmm. in the room and you start teaching, be authentic. And they, my teachers told me that. And I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I started teaching and, um, I was like, great, I'm just going to be who I am. And I butted, I butted heads with a lot of studio managers I butted heads with a lot of people I've worked for because especially in the yoga world cursing in a yoga class doesn't seem to be appropriate right like you know and I've always told them look I'm walking in as myself I don't walk into this room and turn into a different person Mm -hmm. people don't have to like it you don't have you know but I'm an adult you're an adult if cursing offends you, I'm so sorry. You never have to come back. You know what I mean? It's like, it'd be like, like I walk into that room as a teacher, whether it's yoga. Um, I don't typically curse in meditation. No, I do. I have cursed in my meditation. <laughs> I absolutely have. Um, it happens. It happens. I, I just, I walk into those spaces, and I think for me it comes down to connection. Mm-hmm. And... And I think this may be something that is set, not that other teachers don't connect with their students, but I think like I step in there and I am authentically myself and mm-hmm. I don't spill my life story. It's not about me in there, but because I want to meet people where they are mm-hmm. and for them to meet me where I am, I, I, I show up with as much authenticity as I can. And yeah. if that means I'm like, fuck, I'm tired today, guys. How are you feeling? Like... <laughs> Oh, I had four tequilas last night. I'm human. Like, whatever it is, like, I just, I, I, I don't know. It's just always how I've been. And maybe it has to do with how I was raised. You know, my parents were really good about encouraging, um, encouraging me to say what I thought and express mm-hmm. myself. And mm-hmm. That's special. I don't know. It's, it's not been easy, though. I mean, I've, it, you know. Chris Stockwell has gone to bat for me before. 
Mm-hmm. You know, people afterwards, oh, it's a great class, but you know the teacher cursed a lot, and he's like, oh, <laughs> that's Kendra. He's like, we're all adults, like, so. yeah. <laughs> I think. I mean, at least to me, when I come into your class, I do feel very. I feel an open space to be myself because of the fact that you're so open about where you are. I think that's also a part of meditation and the whole idea of this class is you're showing up to your mat in whatever form you're showing up in physically, mentally, but regardless, that's okay. You don't have to pretend like you're in any other headspace. Yeah. You, you said that perfectly so much more eloquently than I did. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You said it the perfect way that Kendra would say it. (laughs) And like that roundabout, like, well, um, we're That's Aquarius like, people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. See, yeah. We speak the same language. You're an Aquarius <laughs> like me. It's. I just had this conversation last night with my little brother. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. Um, <laughs> so you said it perfectly. It's like, I want people to feel safe showing up there, whether it's their first time doing yoga or lifting weights and Mm. to fuck it up right because so much of the time in our lives there's this performative pressure of like if I show up this is like some guru and I've gotta be perfect and I've gotta oh she's her body's perfect her like fuck that like Mm -hmm. just show up and be perfectly imperfect Mm -hmm. your meditation and sometimes when I meditate like my head is in 70 million different places and I feel I'm like oh well, that was a waste but no it wasn't because I tried and I gave it my yeah. best you know yeah. and I think that's just in whatever space I'm in that's kind of you pointed out it pointed out I want people to feel safe I want yeah. people to feel held and if they don't feel safe then don't come back <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, and I say that, like... You have the challenge. option to. Yeah, like, I say that, I'm like, and no boss ever wants a teacher to say that. But, like, you know, not everybody is for everybody. But I think, mm-hmm. like, if we're authentic to who we are, we resonate with the people who we need to. Yeah. I totally agree. So, I mean, you did say that your parents, when you were growing up, they encouraged you to be able to speak your mind and just be authentically yourself was there anybody else um in your former years it didn't have to be like you growing up maybe it was as you were becoming an instructor and just learning who you are in front of the class um is there anyone who you would point out as your biggest influence or inspiration so i think back a little farther to like years of competitive my years of competitive swimming when i first Mm. started swimming i didn't it was hard Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't think i want to do this mom this is hard and she's like, no, you started. You don't quit. Mm-hmm. And she basically was like, no, no, you, you don't ever have to join the team again, but you need to stay on the team because you, you started, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I say this because, to your point, um, I think, like, it was ingrained in me in a, at a very young age that if, like, if you start something or if you're doing something, give it your 150%, whether mm-hmm. it is knitting or you know, training for a triathlon or teaching a yoga class. Like, I don't know. Like for me, I was just like, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to, and I, you know, in, you know, in your trainings, I had teachers be like, you've got to know if you're going to make it, you're going to have to hustle. It's a Mm -hmm. hard business, but I've got that hustle in me. So they're like, you got to hustle. I'm like, great. I'll hustle. And you know, like, People were like, how are you teaching that many classes? Sorry, I just got really close to the mic. How are you teaching (laughs) that many classes a week? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm fine. I'm doing it. Like, I'll do it until I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I can't teach that many classes a week anymore. (laughs) You still teach a million classes a week. (laughs) I teach a few, yeah. So I think, I mean, to, to a large degree, it comes, again, back to that foundation of, like, my parents, you Mm -hmm. know, being like, no, no, don't quit. Give it, give it your all. And then, you know, just that knowledge going into this career that it wasn't going to be some cakewalk, that I'd have mm-hmm. to work for anything I wanted. I'd have to find my niche and mm-hmm. continue to hone my skill set and train because that's also something I think, like, shouldn't be forgotten is, like, you really, if you're going to be 
good at what you do, you have to know what you're talking about. And some of it's instinctual, but like I've done, you know, hours of anatomy training and I put the time and effort in. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I did ask one teacher, it's a, one of my favorite teachers, his name is Isaac Pena. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about transitioning to teaching full time. I think maybe I was had just finished my teacher training and was, you know, barely doing, you know, anything. And I was like, how do you know when you can when you can transition to full time t- teaching? He's like, make sure you've got like a month's worth of money saved up at the very least. <laughs> yeah. He's like, because you're not making money in the beginning. Um, and make sure you know you're just gonna have to hustle. He's like, and and and, and believe in yourself. Yeah. And pre, you know, be be ready to just like sell yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Which sounds terrible, but like you know. <laughs> That's how you do anything, especially, I mean, in the adult world, like whether it's making friends or becoming a yoga instructor or landing an acting role, like you are selling yourself, your presence. Um, But you said that you did a lot of competitive sports growing up and you were a performer and actress. Um, How long or how far, I guess, did you carry those two things? And when did you make the transition between performing and teaching? Mm. So I swam competitively all through high school, and there was, and before, and um, you know it's a hard, it's hard, it's really, especially when you're a person who doesn't like to lose. It makes mm-hmm. it. I mean, like I didn't lose. It just didn't happen. <laughs> it wasn't allowed because once it. I committed to it, and I realized, oh, I could do this, and I can do it well. Like, you know, I didn't lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, it was it was really really hard, um, time consuming. And just, it was towards the end of high school where it was like, you either go to college and swim, right? Mm -hmm. Or you start to like dabble a little more in like this artistic thing. And like, I did, I did, so I kind of did those two hand in hand when I was, I guess, in, when did I did the, do that TV thing? I don't know. Like I did like a series when I was younger. Oh, wow. And, um, like nothing fancy, but it was cute. It was cute. It was really cute. I did it with my, with, um. I did it when I was younger, and mm-hmm. um, that was really fun. But I was also like a book nerd and an athlete, and I was like, I want to have school and have experiences. So mm-hmm. I swam, I swam, I swam, and then I was like, this is so much. It's too much. I don't want my life to be all about like fueling my body and <laughs> exercising. Because really, I mean, it's you know, you have to think about like how do I eat this day? How when do I, like it's just like ugh. yeah. And so I was like, I'm gonna put more, put another foot into the acting, you know, like world and so I started doing more plays at school and then when it came time for college I I wanted to go for you know theater film communications like that stuff yeah um and I wanted to be in New York and so that's what I did and um so that's what I went to Fordham for Mm. and after college you know I was always an I was always an athlete though I was always like but in the sense not like a professional athlete but I mean Mm -hmm. like athletic let's say I was always active. I was always participating in, you know, whatever thing I could that was uh, sports-related. Um, and then after college, moved back to L.A. to keep acting. Mm-hmm. Did that whole thing. Soul-sucking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but I mean... I, I, no, LA, it's hard. L.A. was a tough city for me um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And... So I moved back to New York. Mm-hmm. When I moved back to New York, I was still acting. You know, and, you know, you're working your survival job, and I was still super into fitness and yoga and all of those things. And mm-hmm. I hated working in restaurants, even though mm-hmm. it was good money. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I need to like do something for myself, and maybe I don't know, maybe I should do a teacher training. And so I did a teacher training, and uh, didn't know if I'd even really teach, but the minute I like, literally, the minute I started teaching, I was like, oh, got it. This is it. This is it. Like, it was that perfect marriage. And I, like, it wasn't planned. I just mm-hmm. fell out of love with the acting. Because mm-hmm. there's the performative aspect of teaching. There is. Yeah. Because you can be having your shittiest day ever and have to show up and show up for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a performative aspect to it. And there's a physical aspect to it. But you're helping people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I fell out of love with acting. It wasn't mm-hmm. filling my cup. Um, and it's the voice acting I'm still, you know, I'm okay with. Um, 
<laughs> that's fun. But, yeah, but that's different. And and I don't know, I just naturally fell into it. So I think like my life, let's just say from like ten years old on, which is a pretty good amount of time. Um, <laughs> my life has been like this roller coaster kind of discovery of like where do I fall? Because mm-hmm. it was like athlete, actress, um, actress, athlete, and then no, 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 we're gonna do this. It's in the physical realm. It's you know, like it just all kind of yeah. came together. Yeah. Well, now it's both. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. So it does show like your background did form you into all that you are today and the reason why you're so great in front of all the studios that you teach at. And you also are, you have, we haven't really touched on this yet, but aside from mind body project, you do teach on virtual platforms. So in a sense that is, we've talked, I've talked about this with other people, like the virtual fitness is somewhat of a form of entertainment. It's the people, the casting process of virtual fitness is similar to acting in that you have to have a level of, presence that is attractive to people so it's not not just anyone can go on a virtual platform and teach let alone multiple (laughs) but um how has that experience been for you when did you start teaching on virtual platforms when did that start for you um I had a I had a real fucking edge um when the pandemic hit like um because I started see there goes that (laughs) f-bomb and it's it's not even 11 a.m um, no. I love how I don't even notice it from you. I'm just I like, know. oh yeah, um, <laughs> it's Kendra. <laughs> I st- I started teaching virtually, I think in like 2018. So hmm. you know, you brought me on in like 2018, knowing my acting background, knowing my teaching in person, um, mm-hmm. and it. I mean, I'd been in front of a camera for the greater, like whether in front or behind. I've been around cameras like the majority of my life and so like understanding where they are how to speak like that was in kind of my my body my brain Mm -hmm. girl named uh, diana brought me on for neo you and um it was really tough at first because Mm -hmm. like anything it was a new skill but it was that same thing of like no i can do this yeah you know like sure i can do yeah absolutely (laughs) duh you know, like, I have, like, this, it's not cockiness, but, like, this determined, like, don't ever tell me I can't do something. I think that's the Aquarius in me, partly. Don't ever uh. tell me I can't do it, because I'm going to do it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. so, Neil, you brought me on, sorry, I get off on tangents, in 2018, <laughs> and, you know, it was a multi it was, like, three cameras. Not only did we film it live, no cuts, no, you know, do-overs, but mm-hmm. we, we were filming it in live with people streaming it, not just in the U.S., but internationally, and then mm. there'd be bodies in the room. So I had to really learn how to um, not only teach to bodies I'm looking at that need correction that I can't get off my mat to fix, but I had to mm-hmm. learn to be entertaining to the people at home. Like, it was it was, it was was tricky. It was challenging. That's, and yeah. come, come pandemic, it was beneficial because... I'd already been doing it in some capacity. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of teachers, I think, did have a really hard time with that. It's hard. Physically, yeah. it's really challenging to do my classes in general. And talk. I mean, but it's for me to try to do them and talk <laughs> and correct and be funny. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of things. And um, yeah. so with that experience, with the pandemic, Y7 asked me, like, from my living room, uh, to do like, you know, Instagram Live, to do film stuff for their very rudimentary pa- platform, which has now grown into something amazing and beautiful. And I'm still on board. Yeah. I've been on board with them since it was basically nothing. Um, hmm. Their virtual platform, and I've been with that company since 2016. So it also feels like kind of like a fun progression. Um, mm-hmm. I love teaching virtually. I love that you can reach so many more people. Yeah. I wish the demand for, for Zoom yoga was still there. Because even though like I'm only looking at the tiniest of boxes, I can see students of mine that have left Manhattan and now live all over. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's cool. I don't know. I'm not answering your question anymore. I just... <laughs> no, it's your experience. It is cool. I think a lot of people, as as much as I personally hated Zoom... Because 
I was in college when that was going on in Zoom school sucked <laughs> but I did do some zoom workouts in the middle of everything and um it still it still was fun I had some friends who were able to like tune in on um one of my friends who was teaching her classes even though they were living like in Florida and we were doing the class in California it is really cool to see people from all walks of life showing up to one place to practice together yeah it's the magic of virtual stuff Love it. <laughs> I think it's going anywhere. I think it's going no. to continue to shift. Um, but I don't think it's going anywhere. And no. I'm just happy that like we have it as an option. Yeah. It's a convenience factor, too, which I think is what's attractive to everyone, despite in-person classes being a thing. I think having the multiple modalities is it's great. Yeah. It's convenient. Okay, so something I know that, speaking of being able to be authentically you through a camera even, something that you are really good at is connecting life experience outside of the studio to the wisdom that you share with your students. So how do you personally believe that movement practice connects to everyday life? I think for most people, and I can't, you can't, obviously you can't speak for, speak for everybody, right? But I think mm-hmm. for most people who have a consistent like movement practice, whether it be a daily long walk or a bike ride or a group fitness class or, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I think, mm-hmm. I think if you have that, it becomes invaluable because mm-hmm. going back to the idea of like why having meditation in, in a hit class is even more outstanding than like just a regular hit class or just a meditation class, I think like people who have a regular movement habit routine whatever you want to call it in their lives can I almost don't want to say just because I don't want to like make an assumption but at least for me I'll speak for me Mm -hmm. mentally it makes things so much better if I am having the shittiest day I can take a walk like normally like my dog take a walk and just decompress and Mm -hmm. I think it comes down to that like if you Mm -hmm. can give yourself 10 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes 50 whatever it is of Mm -hmm. movement sure there are physical benefits I was just listening to a study today that says if you move if you stand up and walk around for five minutes every 30 minutes you're you can literally drop your blood pressure by like 60 percent like it's it's movement it's we need our brains again this goes back to that same thing and what brought me so brought so much interest to mind body project from from my part, that was really bad English. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes the sense. Mind body, you know what I mean? Mind body project appealed to me so much because, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, we are all so overly stressed, overly tuned in that, it, like, having a regular movement practice, whether it is your yoga class, your you know, Zoom class, your hit class, your walk, your bike, like it gives you that chance to decompress. Mm -hmm. Period. I was so long-winded for a very simple thing to say. But it's true. I mean, I think that's, it's easy to just say that, but I think the reason why it is long-winded to say that is it takes a lot of effort for somebody to willingly do that. I think that's why, I mean, most humans live a sedentary lifestyle and whether it be at work or just living their lives. And if you get home from a stressful day, a lot of people have a hard time finding that motivation to get up and to move. It just feels like the biggest obstacle, even though afterwards, I've never heard of somebody regret doing a workout unless they did something really stupid and just picked up something that hurt them or like, you know, (laughs) aside from that, I've never heard anyone regret doing a workout to decompress, whether it's just walking or doing a high-intensity interval class. Exactly. That's exactly it. I think, like, you might be sore. You might be, like, oh, my God, maybe a little embarrassed if you, like, didn't get everything. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, there's this sense of accomplishment. And, like, if you get home to your point from a long day of sitting all day, most people default to sitting down. Yeah. Let me go lay on the couch. Like on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really comfy. It's inviting. Yeah. Um, but that, 
that leads to like I mean obviously it doesn't lead to I shouldn't say that what the fuck do I know but like I think like it doesn't help with depression anxiety mm-hmm. heart disease it doesn't help with any of it sedentary mm-hmm. it's like if we it, like like I know people who like purposely make it a point because they sit all day to walk to and from work yeah just because they don't want to work go to a workout class but they want time and to be moving and even yeah it's it's so important it really is yeah it's healing brain chemistry it changes things it really does it does and i mean even if someone were to come to your class for example just having like that movement aspect but then also having the leader aspect where there is someone in your class who is super inspiring and maybe their words heal them it's it makes that much more of a difference but that being said you specifically do a really good job at healing people with your words and your movement directions like your yoga flow is so incredible and you're able to talk through and just be yourself touching a little bit more on that how much of your own personal healing have you had to do whether it's physically mentally in order to heal others in such a powerful way I think a lot, I mean a lot. Uh, I'm not a fully formed human yet. Um, but <laughs> No one is. <laughs> We're all just walking babies. Right, giant babies. I literally sometimes feel like a giant baby. Um, uh, a lot, you know, and I've always, like, when I was in L.A. and, like, acting, like, not teaching, not competing... I was obsessive about taking classes or going on hikes or going for runs because I was just grappling with that rejection and that this and that. And so I had to do, I did a lot of my work (laughs) in those classes and then like working through my stuff with other teachers. Mm -hmm. And then when I became a teacher, I think there was something really freeing about the fact that it's not about me in that room. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've done I've done hours and hours and hours of therapy, and in you know, in my own time, and yes. I'm not. I think there's something therapeutic about teaching. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. Like because it's not about you. I think for me, it's like I, like I said before, like I could be. I mean, there were times when I had, like, massive blow-up fights with the ex and was crying and we were probably breaking up and I would mm. go have to go in and teach and, like... God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, like... Yeah. Because that's life. Life, mm-hmm. or, like, my best friend and I had a... Whatever. Yeah. And just the fact that I had to go in, and I mentioned this already before to you, but, like, that I had to go in and I had to show up for these people, that mm-hmm. it wasn't about me, mm-hmm. it forced me to it it has forced me in many situations to take that step back from a situation as opposed to just ruminating and ruminating and dwelling and think like thinking circularly like there's this it would give me a chance to sort of decompress yeah as I focused on other people so then I could go back to that situation maybe Mm -hmm. with a better perspective so I think there it's multifaceted it's not like I did I had teachers say things to me when I was in child's pose that made me fucking ball my eyes out. Like, mm-hmm. I have cried through... Even, like, I've taken Carlos's classes when I've had, like, a challenging week, and, like, I'm just at the end of it, and I'm like... <laughs> you know? Yeah. For those of you who can't see my face, that was me, like, making the sound and, like, mimicking what I look like when I'm ugly crying. Um, <laughs> literally. I think the noise does enough. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but like I think it's it's so it's it's such a community. Not just my body project, but like once you allow yourself to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. in, in those spaces, whether as the teacher or the student, and you give yourself the space to decompress, like so much work can be done. Yeah, um, personal growth. I'm definitely a better person for being a teacher because. Mm-hmm. I've grown, I've grown 
I was an asshole when I was like not gonna say how old but like living in LA and acting and I think I was completely self unaware which may have just been a matter of like age but like Mm -hmm. completely unaware of my own stuff Mm -hmm. to a very large degree and again that could just be age but I think also like you have to be really present again as Mm -hmm. a teacher you have to show up for people you have to be clear about your messaging sensitive to other people's I mean even though I joke about like just being who I am unabashedly and like you take it or leave it like you with that being said I'm still I'm still stepping into that room wanting to hold space so I am sensitive to a lot of different things and aware of a lot of different things Mm -hmm. even though I'm unapologetically myself (laughs) you're sensitively insensitive yeah guys you get it (laughs) Um, I think that's the magic of doing acts of service though I've heard this so much and read it everywhere that like I think one of the best things you can do for personal growth is serving others. And that's what you're doing in your classes on a daily basis. So from that, it makes sense that you learn so much about yourself and that you've matured so much just by maybe physically aligning someone's body or talking through your feelings in a way that can like relate to other people. Um, So empowering people. Yeah. Like really a lot of it. I mean, especially, you know, the number of women that have been like, feel so much stronger I feel so much more in my body more empowered more confident like it's not about weight it's not about diet it's not about a look it's like you you're you're just feeling empowered because you have learned something you've achieved something you did it but um yeah yeah acts of service helping others it does you good yeah (laughs) amazing well Kendra reflecting on all that you've come from, the million and one places that you've been and lived and the million of places that you've taught, people you've influenced, what is something that you wish you could tell your younger self if you could? I would probably say trust yourself a little bit more and don't worry about what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really easy to get attached to this idea of I have to look this way, do things this way on this timeline. And so we act accordingly. Like maybe if I wasn't so worried about how not continuing to act would look, I would have found my love of teaching sooner. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, and it's not even necessarily other people, but, like, allow your life to be a series of successes and failures. Don't be afraid of fucking failing, period. Because the most successful people fail hundreds and hundreds of times. They try things that do not work out, and they pour their soul into them, and they still don't fucking work, and guess what? They keep going. They keep trying until it works, and I think it's easier said than done for most of us but I spent years like doubting Mm -hmm. pushing in a direction even though I wasn't sure um, or feeling bad about it or you know whatever it is like the fear of failure perhaps kept me on a track for longer than I needed to I could have been teaching you know five years sooner yeah and then where would I I'd have my own story. Hey, with. you're still going places. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's fair. Manifesting that shit. I love that. Um, what is something that you'd like to tell present day Kendra, the person who has gotten this far and is going even further? Props, girl. Like, honestly, just keep go- hustling. Keep, keep. I, I, tr- I always say this. Just fucking trust, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because this is a hard business, and in the blink of an eye, the rug can be pulled out from under you, right? You just don't, you don't know. Yeah. Um, Trust. Keep moving forward, you know, like, and, and like, but props to me for, like, trusting. And also something we didn't touch on is, like, 
And I say, I've preached this so, preach, I hate that word, but you know what I mean? I've like said this, I've <laughs> yeah. it out of my mouth. And preach. I really wanted to vomit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I've, I've really tried to like hammer this home to a lot of people. I've probably said it to you, but like know your worth. And mm-hmm. like, that's something I've been really staunch about with myself is like mm-hmm. trust. Mm-hmm. Trust that I know, like I'm, I'm so glad that I've trusted in my worth as a teacher because mm-hmm. um, even though I've hustled even though I've worked really hard to learn what I've learned like I think I've done a pretty damn good job like allowing the universe allowing whatever you want to call it to mm-hmm. to hold space for me mm-hmm. yeah is that a little too it's, woo-woo? A, it's trust no if you're listening to my podcast, you just have to be okay with some woo-woo shit. I'm about to go into, I do have an astrological question for you because, of course. But that's part of our sweaty six. <laughs> I guess I'll bring us there. So, Kedra, you've been incredible for the past 50 minutes. I have loved talking to you. But um, we wrap up the show with something that I'd like to call the sweaty six. It's a rapid fire six questions that I ask you and you give me the first thing that comes to mind. Anxiety. You ready? <laughs> Grab your towel. Heart, heart palpitations is happening. <laughs> okay, we're doing it. Okay. First question. Best piece of advice that someone has given you? Rest. I love it. <laughs> Worst piece of advice that someone has given you? I don't know. Uh, uh, this is or something rapid. that... No, it doesn't have to be rapid. Um, Not rapid, rapid. <laughs> like, go. Um, worst piece of advice. Uh, don't curse. Or a worst thing that you've heard. Don't curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Serious. Honestly. <laughs> that doesn't work with you. No, doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Name one fitness myth that you could bust for us today. Oh, God. The calories on your Apple Watch probably mean nothing just saying word i agree with that because mine tells me i burn the same in like a yoga class as i do in some fit hit hit classes so it's like bullshit you know what i mean like mm-hmm. stop worrying about that just yeah move. stop counting no. stop counting <laughs> yeah what's a song that you can't stop listening to right now you know this yeah <laughs> Yeah, and holy, it's been like in my in my rot- rotation for like I want it on every playlist, and I'm like, people are gonna it's so get good. I think the same thing. I'm like, how many times can I use this song without people getting so tired of it? But I'm not tired of it yet. It's yeah. cute. Same. Tim Smith is so good. Anyway, uh, okay, astrological question. What's your astral? I think we know this by now, but what's your astrological sign, and how do you resonate with it? Aquarius and I didn't resonate with it until very recently like I was like I'm not an Aquarius I'm not like some zany thing like you know because there's like the oh there's the like woo woo zany I'm like that's not me I'm super grounded I think I identify more with my moon sign that was what's your moon sign uh uh Virgo like okay oh this makes sense logical like or little whatever Mm -hmm. um but I do resonate with my Aquarius a lot. Like, the way I think makes perfect sense to me, but it doesn't always make perfect sense to the world. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm realizing this. It's like I say something, and I'm like, it's coming from a good place. It makes perfect sense to me, and then it comes out of my mouth, and the person is, like, offended. And I'm like, <laughs> Oops. What did I do? What did I say? You know what I mean? Like, just that. Like, there are so many more ways that I resonate. Like, the way I hold my cards pretty close. Like, there are so many, mm-hmm. so many Aquarius things. Like, I've been bombarded lately by, like, all the Instagram accounts. Like, Oh, the astrology ones? Yeah. Like, they're just Aquarius-specific. I think I've, like, followed one, and now they're, like, s- suggesting all these other ones. Um, oh, yeah. They're going to target you. Yeah. yeah. I get that with the saying things, and... <laughs> it making perfect sense to me. I remember in high school, I was so into all these philosophical it, it, podcasts weren't really a thing yet, but like 
philosophical YouTube videos, there was this guy named Jason Silva. I was obsessed with him. And I, like, would love to just show people his videos. And he is a little zany, too. I'm guessing he was probably an Aquarius. Um, but his philosophies, I would show people, like, these crazy videos that he had. They're called Shots of Awe. I don't know if he does them anymore. But I would hope that, like, we'd be able to, like, have a conversation about it. Or I'd have something that came to mind while watching it. And I'd explain it to someone. And, like, the person across from me is just sitting there, like... <laughs> What? <laughs> They're like, you don't get it? It happens think, like that. It happens. It's life. I mean, <laughs> also just, you know, I, I think like it's like, even just like, I'm not that Aquarius. That's very Aquarius. Like, don't put me in a box. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm actually Capricorn. My birthday's January 19th. I'm on the cusp. Yeah, that's. It's the Capricorn in me is giving my, myself a podcast on my birthday and working to upload a podcast on my birthday. <laughs> well, we were supposed to be filming, like, uh, uh, recording the day after your birthday party. Like, yeah, and that was the Aquarius in me that was like, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing that for years. Me too. Yeah. Um, the hangover will be real. But, you know, we're, we're celebrating some stuff. Anywho. <laughs> I could talk all day about astrology. Um, final question. This is probably easier. What's your go-to post-workout, post-practice treat? I, lately, it changes. Um, lately, it's been like a matcha latte. Like a, Ooh. I've been making like a protein matcha latte, which is like, you know, a little put a little protein powder, like the uh, phytocollagens protein powder in there with my matcha, because it doesn't really cre- give it mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. But nice little oat milk matcha, little pick me up. So cozy. If I'm being healthy, <laughs> not being healthy, then it's probably just like chocolate. Yeah, you live by so many amazing bakeries and ice cream places. I, that's so dangerous. Like you're by Daily Provisions and Cafe Pana. I know. I know. Luckily, I'm not tempted by that. Like I would much rather have just like a really amazing chocolate bar with like dipped in, slathered smothered in peanut butter Ooh, you know yeah, what I mean I like, get that ice cream's uh-huh. cool I want a bite I want a bite of ice cream but then I'm done I love cookies I can't have them in my Ooh. house they're not allowed yeah. there's also Same. a maman have you ever had maman oh yeah yeah they have like, good cookies don't they really good they're really close by too but again it's, yeah I just try to walk in the other direction don't look. Yeah, just turn a blind eye. Like a buttery, yummy Ooh. almond croissant. Just like my ex was a really bad influence. He'd always be like, "Let's get an almond croissant." So I'd be like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." But, my current boyfriend loves making cookies every single night. It's it's a thing. I have to resist. Mm. At least our place smells good. But anyway, <laughs> that, you know what's weird is I just smelled cookies. I'm not yeah, that... <laughs> I just like you're craving it. Like, <laughs> like, mm, <yeah>. Aroma, <laughs> Kendra. I could talk to you for hours. This has been so fun. Thank you for sharing part of your story with us, and even more of you and all the magic that you are. Uh, before we sign off, go ahead tell the people where they can find you on the web and in real life. Okay, so in real life, um, you can find me in person in New York City at The Well. I teach yoga there, and then at Mind Body Project, it's my primary like place. I've got yoga, hit meditation there. Um, and then online on the Y7 platform, I'm not teaching for them in person right now, but online you can find me there, and then NeoU. I've also got content. Um, once in a blue, I'll throw in a Zoom uh, just for fun, and I think that's it. Amazing. Socials? Do we do oh, socials? Yeah. Kendra Thomas Yoga so- on Instagram. Boom. Um, if you want to come, if you want to do a last minute, you know, retreat situation, I do also host international retreats. I'm going to Portugal oh. in May. Um, Someone sign me up, please. <laughs> they need to give that as my birthday present. <laughs> Honestly, the retreats look insane. If you catch this in time, sign up. 
Anyway, be sure to connect with Kendra on all the things. Find her at one of the 7 million studios that she teaches at because I'm partially biased. I'm going to say Mind Body Project, but <laughs> try them all, okay? Kendra, it's been so great having you. Thank you. Thank you again for making the time. Of course. Sorry, again, I just blab and blab and blab. That's what a podcast is for. <laughs> oh, right. We're, this is a talking thing. We're supposed to be talking. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you're just going to listen to a splab. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I do have a shirt with that custom stitched on it. Boom. There you go. So trendy. Anyway, until next time, stay sweaty, my friends. <laughs> Bye. Bye.